651 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday morning. The topic's so important, they're giving it two hours, and they're holding it at one of the largest ballrooms available in the area. Milwaukee Press Club next week hosting a noon hour event called Behind the Headlines, Violent Crime in MKE, Time for Solutions. And on the panel... We'll be there for this important open-to-the-public discussion. Our teammate from 1017 The Truth, Dr. Ken Harris. Now, wait a minute. You're also going to be there. I will be one of the moderators. Please attend anyway. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out who gave them my name. <laughs> I was trying to be under the radar. Right. <sighs> Probably Vince. I, I did not. <laughs> Vince, not that I, I wouldn't. Vince. Who else can you think of that would like to be? Dr. Ken Harris. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Misery loves company, right? I will mention also um, on the community panel will be Ashanti Hamilton, Director of Milwaukee Office of Violence Prevention, uh, Aaron Lipsky, Chief of the Milwaukee Fire Department, and the Assistant Chief at Milwaukee Police Department, Nicole Waldner. And then on the media panel, myself, uh, Ashley Lutheran from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and Aaron Mabin, uh, anchor reporter at Fox 6 News. Yep. So what you I'm asking you seriously, because I'll mm-hmm. have the first question as sort of leading the moderator panel here. OK, I have an idea of what I want it to be. What do you think it should be? No idea. My first question is going to be and I think I'll direct it toward Chief Lipsky is because Eric and I sit in here and sometimes we take calls and we hear from people on the old National Bank talk and text line. When we talk about crime stories, we get a lot of mm-hmm. how does this affect me? What do you how, mean? Like. How does this affect me? You have, okay, you can do your list of shootings every day or city crime or all these things. And I think particularly in the suburbs and exurbs, people look at that. How does this affect me? And I'd like Chief Lipsky probably to start out by defining what is the human toll that your first responders see on the streets? Oh, I can tell day. you that. And I know you that's, can. That's a, you, you want me to throw it at you first? That, no. Because <laughs> no. I'll hit it back. Right. It's one of those things where it's hard to explain to people. Uh, there's an, there's a, they talk about the, you know, there's a blue line and a blue wall and all that stuff, but that's there to protect us, to protect our feelings, to protect how we feel, the, the post-traumatic stress. There's one thing to have post-traumatic stress after you retire. There's a whole other thing to be walking around with it while you're actively working. And so we see the same firefighters at the same calls with the same shootings and deaths and, and, you know, SIDS deaths and all that. It takes a toll. It, it literally wears you down. And then, and unless you find those outlets, those other things to do, that's why I always found it. Well, we have to make sure your, your part-time work that you're doing because you're full-time here, you know, we have to approve it and all that. That's great. But I think everybody should do that. You need somewhere where you can go do something. I have to say, working at Concordia saved me. When you leave, when a, you were still on the job, when you leave a shooting with three people dead in the street, and then you get it, you go home, you take a shower, and you go teach a class. You got off work at eight o'clock. The class is at ten. You know, your mind's right, not there, yeah. and it was. I was able to take my mind off of what I just left. And do that. And those are the types of things. That's why firefighters have extra jobs and all those things. So imagine if you live on that street. Right. And you don't have a job or, right. or if you don't work in first responding or whatnot. How can the city, I mean, I, what is the motivation next week other than outlining what some of the problems are? Because I think everyone can figure out what some of the problems are. How do you find a solution that would work? Well, one, you're going to have to put something in the schools. You know, we've got a school board here in Milwaukee that balks at everything and, and, and laughed at one of the school board 
members who said, you know, maybe we need to open up our Friday, have a half a day Thursday or whatever. And then Friday, let's have some kids that need mentoring, kids that need some mental health services. Make that that day. You know, make 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 the school day a little longer. Add an hour, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But then Friday, let's let's soften this so that we can start getting them in the right frame of mind. They balked at it. I, the other question that I that I hope to get answered too is, and kind of it relates to my earlier question is, I'm curious to know from some of these others, from Ashanti Hamilton at OVP, from uh, the assistant chief, like when you hear and read, you know, the media reports of what's happening around what. Like, what would you do if you sit where Eric and I sit and we have to say, which stories are we going to cover every day? Which stories aren't we? Which, you know, would you continue to put all of these stories out there over and over and over again? Because by definition, they're not news if they're not new. No. Every day we could do half a dozen shooting stories. I would not. Every day. I would not. And I don't. And I don't. There are some stories I actively avoid. But, but then, th- do we do we do we not pay it justice? Like people are, st- you know, like is it doing the city a disservice? Right, by not saying that this is happening. You know what I mean? I think once you've said it once, that's enough. Number two, I think you have to go all the way back to 4K and start helping kids understand. And I know people will call and hate me when I say this. I love when that happens. We have to. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have five five. We have to start telling people these things in life as a human being are wrong, right? That regardless of what you may think, regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation doesn't matter. Having a child before you marry can cause significant harm. Not graduating from high school can cause you to not make any money in life. Like very specific things that we have data that shows it over and over and over and nobody will say it. They, they keep putting Band-Aids on things when, in fact, you could change the Office of Violence Prevention, not by changing violence, but actually changing the family. And, and until we do that, nothing's going to change. And I mean, it's going to affect everybody, black, white, Hispanic, Asian. All of the same maladies are present in all the places where all the crime take place in terms of socioeconomic, but we pretend like it's not there. And that's why you're on the panel. 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday at the Hilton Milwaukee City Center, milwaukeepressclub.org, if you want to come see it. Dr. Ken, I'll see you there. All right. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Margaret Notchek. Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis Atentacumpo and his brothers are planning to open a retail store at the Trade Hotel near Pfizer Forum, which opened in mid-May. According to a building permit filed with the city of Milwaukee, the $300,000 project would open on the first floor of the hotel. Tua Pasta Milwaukee closes its restaurant at the 100 East Wisconsin building. The restaurant opened in January 2020 and the owners are looking for new locations. Plans move forward for a Chick-fil-A on Milwaukee's south side. The restaurant chain received conditional approval from Milwaukee's City Plan Commission to redevelop a lot on Morgan Avenue for a new franchise location. I'm Margaret Nachuk with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.